Hey everybody, welcome back to the Nothing Old Podcast once again. Wanted to uh, take a minute and uh, give you a brief introduction and uh, talk about our sponsors. Uh, so, as always, for season two, uh, our main sponsor is Modus Nation. Uh, they are gracious enough to uh, give us a promo code, uh, Nothing Owed, and that's going to get you a, a sweet discount on their store at uh, ModusNation.com. Uh, you know, I say it all the time, but if you haven't heard of me before, um, great people. They make some great stuff. A veteran-owned company. Uh, not only are they veteran-owned, they obviously spend a lot of time and money giving back to charity in their local area and across the country. So please uh, definitely support them, support what they're doing, because they're, they're taking the time to, to give back, even though they're a, a fairly new company. So it's, it's awesome they decided to do that. Uh, and again, want to mention um, Winfield Watch, uh, winfieldwatch.com. I want to talk for a brief second about Mark and uh, what he's doing over there. Um, he's been gracious enough to, uh, to support the show also. But um, like I said, he makes some great kind of military-style uh, field watches. Um, so if you're looking for a watch, please uh, check out Winfield Watch. I know he would greatly appreciate it. But um, not only that, like I said before, they make great stuff. The products are awesome. I was a customer uh, long before uh, Mark came on the show. Uh, and we've kind of teamed up since then just because he's a good guy, great product. Uh, so please uh, please check that out. And Father's Day is coming up. So please uh, check out uh, Winfield Watch uh, and get your dad or your uh, favorite father in your life. Uh, get him a, a watch for uh, for this new year. I know Winfield is running some different promotions from time to time. Uh, so I know they were doing a, a spring sale on their website. So check that out. Uh, but I know um, even without the sale, their stuff is it's an awesome deal. Um Good quality stuff comes in an awesome package with an awesome um, watch roll, and also too has some some really nice uh, straps that come with the watch. Uh, so please uh, please check them out. Please support uh, Winfield Watch. And in this episode, we are going to talk to uh, Cranky Veteran Candle Company. They have a really interesting story, and what I found most interesting about this was there's so much work that goes into making candles. I know it seems, <laughs> I know it seems like it may not uh, be the most interesting thing, but uh, I really encourage everyone to, to really pay attention because they, they put a lot of effort into their product and it, it took them a lot of time to kind of develop the right formula. So it, it's, they're more than just candles, I promise you, but uh, they were also gracious enough to offer a promo code for our listeners, for you guys. Uh, it's nothing owed. And that's going to get you 15% off at the uh, Cranky Veteran Candle Company store. But uh, definitely, definitely a great episode. Really appreciate them coming on. Uh, they have a great story and, you know, they make a great product. And they, they really are another company that epitomizes everything we talk about here. Uh, you know, good people. They didn't give up. They, they kept trying until they, they found their, their right niche. Um, and I, I think you're going to see that uh, they had every opportunity to, to kind of give up. And they didn't. And now they're extraordinarily successful. They have a great company. So um, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to myself so we can get this show started. All right. Thanks, everybody. Welcome back to the Nothing Owed podcast. As always, you're here with Brian and Ben. And today we actually have two guests for you. We have Deb and Ryan from Cranky Veteran Kennel Company. Uh, Ryan served in the Army, which I was mistaken about previously, but he is an Army veteran. Um, and now they have a small business that has just taken off, um, and they're kicking ass. So 
they are some great guests. They have a great story and they have a great product. So they kind of are the epitome of everything we like to talk about uh, here on the show. So I'm uh, really excited to get into their story and hear about uh, how they got started. Uh, but before we do that, I want to turn it over to Ben so he can uh, catch us up, see what's going on with him. And then we'll uh, talk to Deb and Ryan. So Ben, how you doing? How you been? What's new? Nothing new, just uh, excited as always. I'm glad to be here. I'm really looking forward to this episode. We've been trying to nail uh, Deb and Ryan down for a little bit. They are blowing up their companies out of control. Um, and, and also he's an army vet, not a crayon eater. So we haven't had, you know, I don't think we've had another army vet since I've been working with you. So I'm excited to have, have. A, who I know there's been one. No, nope. nope. All Marines are Navy guys. It's out of control. Out of control. I think um, discrimination. Well, discrimination. Exactly. We're going to have to follow up on that at a future date. We'll have to look at that. that. I don't think that's correct, but. But I, that's one reason I'm excited. And uh, I am uh, just like the hair product commercial. I'm not only a member, but I am a, a, uh, a customer of Cranky Veteran Candle Company. Um, they, they do a great product. They have a candle that's called, uh, blood of your enemies. I like so it. I, how, how do you not love that? Like it's the, uh, <laughs> you know, we've got like three of those sitting around our house burning at one point or another. Uh, that's my favorite, uh, scent. I call it flavors, Classic. but it's probably a scent, but, uh, Ryan calls yeah. Too. yeah, there we go. Cause we're <laughs> army guys. Yeah. It's, it's army guys. So that's why I just got a GED. It's okay. <laughs> Makes sense. Makes sense. <laughs> I but we're excited. This this is going to be an interesting ride. I think um, uh, I've gotten to know them a little bit as uh, we've done a little business with them um, and uh, some promotions together. And, right. you know, true to my heart, they are a veteran company um, trying to, you know, carve out their own way in life, but also supporting other veteran companies. They, they have zero hesitation uh, to support other veterans. So it's uh, they're right up up our alley so i'm looking forward to it yeah very very cool uh me too i took the words right out of my mouth <laughs> so uh, with that let's um turn it over deb ryan uh, why don't you start from wherever you'd like tell us kind of how you got started where you met all that good stuff uh tell us the story and then uh we'll definitely get into the uh how you got started with the uh, cranky veteran candle company all righty um <clears throat> well ryan Brun. Uh, <laughs> born and raised in Lansing, Michigan. Okay. Uh, spent, you know, my whole life there until I got out or left at 17 because I was tired of fucking going to school and there was nothing else better going on around there for me. So, uh, signed the papers, headed out, uh, ended up in, uh, Fort Jackson for basic training. Did that, ended up in Fort Eustis for my AAT for, as an Apache mechanic. Um, I got shipped on down to Fort Hood, lovely Fort Hood. And, uh, I mean, I spent, uh, I spent uh, end of 07 until 2000, middle of 2012 there besides, uh, you know, outside of deployments. Sure. What um, side of the, what side of the street were you on? First Cav or fourth infantry? I was fourth idea. Yeah. Uh, that's I was, what I was yeah. I was in 166 uh, armor when I was at Hood. So yeah. I was in 4th ID. Yeah, I was with 4th ID, and then they reflagged, and we went, all went down to Fort Bliss. It's first of the 501st. So 
Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, uh, God, see, I'd suck at this. But, uh, my wife, I met her while I was there in Fort Hood. Um, 2010. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So are you from, you're from t- Texas? Uh, I, yeah, I'm from Texas. I was born in central Texas near the Fort Hood area, but grew up in East Texas and then moved back to central Texas. Good stuff. So you know what yeah. a kolache is? I love kolaches. She makes damn good <laughs> kolaches. Oh, wait a minute. I may need a recipe because we can't. I think, actually, I think I told Lindsay I'd send a recipe at some point and then forgot about it. Um, but I'll do that. Oh, yeah. That's our, uh, we, we found a place, literally, you'll, you'll laugh at this, but in Golden, Colorado, we found a place that we, we will drive out of our way to go to when we're going wherever. And, uh, and then we've been, we've been to Texas, I think, three times in the last couple months. We, our kid was playing sports, but uh, we every time we get there, we Google uh, top kolache uh, spot near us, and we hit kolaches every morning. It's uh, you can't oh, get yeah. a, you can't get a kolache in um, Nevada. You I'm can't sure you can't. A, man, I'll oh. tell you what: if you ever find yourself down by Fort Hood, uh, if you ever find yourself in that Central Texas area, Belton, even uh, as far as up as Waco, it's worth the damn drive. Uh, but the temple area, there's Kalachi Kitchen. So I've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I know exactly what you're talking I used about. Live, I, used, I used to live a couple. We used to live a couple blocks from there. Oh, dude. Okay, we, best, I got to take a time Kalachi out here. Someone has to explain Kalachi. what a Kalachi is. I, I definitely got to hear about that. So, so, there's a couple different versions, yeah. uh, but essentially they're like almost Danish-like pastries. Okay. And they're fruit-filled, or there's like meat and sauerkraut or meat and cheese. Which is my shit. That's, yeah, <laughs> that's his preference. Um, well, my but my wife good. likes the biscuits and gravy one. It has like sausage and gravy. And no. Where's she from? She's not. She's not. So she's from Utah. No, no, no. no. We. She's only been to Texas like three times, but I like we the breakfast ones. Be careful, buddy. We will judge you on your food choices. <laughs> I like the breakfast ones. I like, like the chorizo and egg and cheese, or like sausage, egg and cheese. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So Brian. Yeah, Brian, when you're in California, if you go to a donut shop and you ask for a kolache, what you're going to get is like an like a pig in a blanket, open-ended dough kind of thing. Okay. Or, or like a croissant with some sort of either savory or fruit filling in the middle. Only in Texas and maybe like New Mexico, Colorado, can you get actual, like they're, they're Texas kolaches. They have a Texas spin to them. They're all enclosed like almost like a jelly donut, mm-hmm. but, they're, but they're like a, I don't, I wouldn't say sweet dough, but it's like a breaded dough okay. and savory or, or fruit filling, like Dev was saying. And apparently the sausage and gravy one is, is not kosher. No, <laughs> no. We live in Tennessee where you can only find pig in the blanket style yeah. kolaches and they're disgusting. Yeah, the open-ended um, ones. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not the same. Um, but yeah, no biscuits and gravy. We don't do that here. Uh, <laughs> shit, I'm gonna have to tell Lindsay she's um, gonna have to start eating a different one. I'm shunning her. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> as soon as we're done here, I'm gonna put her on notice. Yeah. Sorry, I, I totally went off on a food rant there. I didn't know. I, I get excited. I love the state of Texas. So anybody that's from oh, Texas, I get excited. We love food. So we love food, but man, I'll tell you what, I've you know. Been been some places, but 
never I ever had a, lived in a place that had as good a quality of food all around almost anywhere you want anywhere in the state that you are as Texas. The Texas food scene is best in the country as far as I'm concerned. Hmm. We're not biased. <laughs> what, what's your favorite? What's your go-to in Texas? Like if you could have pick one place right now, like where would you go in Texas? What's your favorite? Miller's uh, Barbecue in Belton, yeah. Texas. <laughs> yep. Miller's Barbecue. Yeah. Belton, Texas. Okay. So what, what's your favorite? What's what's on the menu? What would you order right Write now? Write that down. Oh, my ass. I'd have, I would have a chopped beef sandwich, chopped okay. brisket sandwich. And it's, and it's not, People, I, I've been to other places outside of Texas, and I tell them I want a chopped brisket sandwich, and they look at me and go, "A what?" I'm like you don't know how to do bri- you don't know how to do do barbecue, and I walk away. I can't do it. If oh you- well, so are you guys? So you guys are Texas barbecue then? Because you're yeah, actually, man, you're be, actually be king. You guys live somewhere where it's it's not very similar, like Tennessee barbecue yeah, is no, not and, the same as Texas, and all and all of the barbecue here is bad. Very Uh-oh. very saucy, right? Like Memphis style is more <laughs> sweet sauces and and dousing all the barbecue in a lot of sauce. Yeah, yeah. Where Texas is more smoke and rub mesquite wood and more rubs, and then you dip it in the sauce if you want to. If then, you want yeah. to, yeah. And then you get over to like South Carolina and Georgia, and it's a very South Carolina's very vinegary uh, sauces. Georgia, everything's pork. I didn't know that. I, I go hunting yeah. in Georgia once a year. And uh, my buddy takes me all the time to barbecue places. And I, like, if you say, I want some barbecue, that's pulled pork. Like, it's, yeah. you have to ask for, like, beef ribs or something. That's not barbecue. That's something else. And uh, it's very different. So, you guys are, Wrong. you know, I bet you have some neighbors that would argue with you, though, all day long, right? Oh, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tennessee barbecue is gross all around. We haven't found Oof. a single place that we like um and that's been very disappointing at least not, for us. At, least not at least not in this area <laughs> somebody um, is lighting your around. somebody's lighting your roof on fire right yeah. now as we speak there's people <laughs> there's people surrounding your house right now <laughs> i mean you know the most controversial instagram slash facebook post that we've made has been about texas barbecue yeah <laughs> i believe that it. one people were really mad about it if it, it makes was, you makes you feel better i love all barbecue okay but we love all good barbecue. <laughs> I am a Texas, I am a Texas style barbecue fan. Good. hundred percent. We'll keep you. <laughs> I just went to, uh, we were just in Fort Worth and I went to Cooper's downtown in that, in that real nice kind of their old town. They have Cooper's barbecue and, uh, I ate myself sick. <laughs> I, I just, you know, in Shiner Bach, you know, oh, yeah. I'm not a big beer drinker, but. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, it's Shinerbach. Yes. <laughs> Shiner's good stuff. Shiner's good stuff. I like Shiner. Except for I, the straw bond. Well, yeah, I don't like all their shit. Yeah, I only drink the regular. I had a buddy in the Army that was from Corpus Christi, and his mom would send him, before 9-11, his mom would send him in the mail the can, the Lone Star beer, the old cans, though, and it just Ugh. had a star on it. And he would, have these, horrible. he would have these stacks in his barracks room, we were in Hawaii and he'd have these stacks that just, and he would just sit there and pour his lime on there and, you know, lime and salt on his Lone Star beer. And I just used to look at him like, dude. Texas damn near gives that shit away to people for rations, man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's uh, FEMA. FEMA puts it out. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you. 
hurricane relief. Here's your fucking Lone Star. Yeah. No offense, Lone Star beer, but Shiner Bach Cashew. <laughs> I got Shiner Bach. I got Shiner Bach in the fridge here. It's the only beer I keep around. Maybe a Guinness now and again, but regular. Yeah. I only drink Shiner Bachs. I think this might be a record. I think we've upset probably the record amount of people in the shortest amount of time. I know. Oh, yeah, you're talking about politics. <laughs> I can upset people a whole lot with outside of politics. It's fine. All right. <laughs> so I don't no. mind doing it on those subjects. No, Let, no, let's pull it back in. You, you totally guys fine, met at totally Fort fine. Hood. You guys met at Fort Hood um, around, you said 2010, got married, and yeah. then take us from there. Well, I married in 2012, actually. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, and what was next? We were at Fort Bliss. We had a baby. Yeah. We had, had two babies at that point. Two babies at the at that time. Um, then, you know, coming towards, you know, the end of 2012, beginning of 2013, I was, I was having a real hard time just with shit in my own head, my own issues. Um, I was real burnt out with work. I was just tired of all of it in general. I was just tired of the lifestyle at that point in time, I just, it was, it was a hard time for me. Um, and, uh, so, you know, things went the way they were. I ended up med boarding out. Um, we moved back to Michigan for all of a year. That was in 2014 that he met. Yeah, yeah. I got out February 11th, 2014. Um, went back to Michigan. We only stayed there for a year because, I'm very close to my family. So like my goal was like, I was super excited to get, be back around my family. Um, my family's pretty, pretty damn close that we tend to do a lot together. Um, and I hadn't been home regularly in years. Right. Right. Uh, but you know, Michigan being the way it was and the way it is, the economy shit. Um, you know, I, I was not smart. I did not get out with a plan. You know, I just got out and decided, okay, I'll go up there and just kind of jump into the factory game. Well, I'm not a factory guy. <laughs> I, I don't, I, I just, it's not the work, it's the people. And I, I don't, I couldn't tolerate a whole lot. The lazy shit that people would do or the way they would, that, that people would speak to you like you were beneath them. And I just can't tolerate it for long. I don't treat anybody like that. But you're damn sure not going to do it to me. Well, you're hitting you're hitting a, a spot that Brian and I have talked to, and it comes up. I, and you're probably going to hit. There's three or four things that when we talk to veterans, seems to always come up, right? And one of them is is whether it's the factory world, whether it's you work at a grocery store, whether you're in corporate America. Generally, veterans get out and they they're going to do their job. They're going to do it with you know, the utmost respect, they're going to treat everybody around them with respect up and down, you know, in whatever chain of command there is at the grocery store. And, you know, and it's very difficult to transition to a civilian life where, you know, it's very cutthroat, people don't do what they say and say what they do. And it's very, it's yeah. a very common theme. So we, we relate, I mean, I can relate, I went to, in the insurance world, and, you know, wow. I think, uh, I think I told a guy, I mean, I might've told this story before on the, but I'll tell you guys, you haven't heard it, but the, um, I was, I was maybe from Fort hood, maybe four weeks and I had done my first insurance policy. I was all excited. It was a painting company. 
brought it back to the guy in the office, this old guy, he's probably like 60 years old. And he says to me, he goes, he goes, Hey, I got the check and the guy signed it, right? He bought the policy from me. And so I brought it back and the guy goes, Oh, this particular insurance company, they're not honoring the quote. And I said, Whoa. And I, I, I started to unleash on this guy in a very like, Hey, I did my job. Why aren't you doing your job? Like you need to fix this. Like my job is to go sell insurance you gave me this quote, I went and sold it, I collected the money, and now you're telling me your job didn't get done, right? Like, in, right. in a very colorful language, I mean, I think I told the guy I'd rip his eyeballs out, <laughs> you know, and and uh, one of the ladies there had a son in the army, and she called me over, she goes, hey, man, she goes, hey, sit down real quick, and she says, hey, her name was Pat, wonderful lady, she says, uh, you're, you're not in the army anymore, and I said, well, what do you mean? What are you talking about? You know, she's like, that dude is like peeing his pants. Like he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> he's running home tonight. He's going to quit. He's calling HR, you know? And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? He didn't do his job. You know, yeah. I was like, I, I don't know what to tell you. That's what happens. You get cussed out when you don't do your job. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's fine. like, no, 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 no. This is the insurance world, you know? So <laughs> I can relate. And I think all of our listeners yeah. uh, out of transition can relate. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, um, so it, it was a really rough year. I spent a lot of time bouncing around to different factory jobs in and out of temp services. Um, you know, and it was, it was a long year. Uh, come the end of the year, we, had, we, we've always done things pretty, uh, spur Very of the familiar. moment. We're, we're pretty spontaneous with shit, and that hasn't always been the best option. We're pretty spontaneous with our life a lot of the time. <laughs> oh, not anymore. Not, not anymore, but we used to. We that's used, fun sometimes, to. though. Yeah, well, sometimes it gets you in trouble. Yeah, that's true. Um, but uh, we decided that we were going to move back to Texas. I decided I was going to go ahead and get go get my uh, CDL. Uh, so went through school for that. All, all of while I've gone through school multiple times during that year, too. <laughs> uh for other things that just uh, just ended up not working out for me um lost interest whatever but ended up gotten got my cdl <clears throat> we moved on back down to texas um been a few months just trying to find somebody to pick me up because i i got <clears throat> i i got picked up for uh a company called uh tmc I'm sure you've seen their trucks out there. They're flat. They're a flatbed company. Black trucks, red lettering on the side of their doors says TMC. Okay. <clears throat> big, big, big flatbed company, though. You know, I went through the whole recruiting pilot, uh, process, everything. They even drugged me all the way out to Iowa from Texas to come to orientation. <laughs> First day in orientation, we have to do, uh, you know, just talk to their doc or whatever before we can proceed to anything. And first thing he wants to talk to me about is my PTSD diagnosis. And I told him, I said, well, I brought that up with your recruiters. They said I was good to go. They said they talked to whoever they had to talk to and that I, I was fine. We were going to be solid. He's like, well, they don't make the fucking decisions. And that's how he put it to me. I was like, oh, okay. So that all, that ended like two seconds later. And next thing I know, they're kicking me out of orientation. Jeez. So, 
So they sent my ass all the way back to from Iowa all the way back to Texas on a Greyhound. That was a fun trip, but whatever. Bounced around looking for other places to work for. Finally found a, a little mom and pop trucking company that I started working for. I used to run uh, uh, Hallmark trailers. You guys, Hallmark yeah. trailers. Yeah. yeah, okay. You know what I'm talking about. Um, I used to run those from the from the factories to the dealers. <clears throat> And there's, there's like three different areas in the country that did it. Well, one of the main hubs for those trailers is in Waco, Texas. So I hauled, I hauled a lot of trailers out of Waco, Texas into the, you know, the lower south and southeast uh, areas of the country, a little bit into the southwest. Um, spent a little over a year doing that. Loved it. If I, if I, ever, if I ever have to do something outside of working for myself again, I I will probably go back and get in, get my CDL back and start driving again. What was uh, it about that that just I love driving's driving's my happy place. Yeah, it, you know it, it. I didn't have you know the thing about driving was you know the hardest part for me was leaving. The hardest part for me on any given day when I had to work was just leaving the house. Mm. Once I once I got on the road, it was smooth sailing. I don't have to deal with fucking anybody. I'm by myself. I handle my own shit. I get my job done and nobody's got a problem and I'm good with it. Yeah. You know, no, I don't have to deal with anybody except for, except for the, uh, the dealers that I show up to with trailers and they're all been really, they were all really nice people, but good people. Uh, so I always really enjoyed it because I enjoyed being by my damn self and being left the fuck alone to just do my damn job. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I spent a little over a little over a year doing that until, uh, it was October. October what sixteen? I think so. I think it was October sixteen, and I was I was coming back from a load in Arkansas. I was just into the north side of Oklahoma City, and if you ever down in Texas or Oklahoma in those areas in the fall, that's like just an extra rainy season for them. So it just when it rains, it just keeps raining and down there they, they have shit for drainage you know they have shit for drainage it, water just pools everywhere it's just a flooding mess yeah, all over yeah. Texas but uh I'm coming back uh north side of Oklahoma City <clears throat> unloaded so I have you know I have shit for traction I'm pulling a you know a 52 foot wedge uh trailer on this semi and so I've, no weight on the back of my trailer equals no traction um and it's just been pissing constantly. So it's raining cats and dogs. Come up over the top of this hill, and the guy on the side of me decides to cut me off. Damn near cuts the front of my bumper off. <clears throat> I swerve to avoid him. Uh, I end up jackknifing towards the center divider of this interstate in Oklahoma. I was able to save it and pull it back, surprisingly. Wow. And it, it straightened out just long enough for me to let out a deep breath, and then I jackknifed completely around the other direction. Oh. Lit across four lanes of traffic and ended up plowing through an interstate light pole right behind my right behind my driver's seat that caved in my sleeper. I was really close to being crushed by a light pole. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, after that, you know, my boss wasn't too keen on the fact that I dumped 400 gallons of fuel in Oklahoma City, so... He fired me, uh, but whatever. I mean, either way, it, it was it wouldn't have mattered at the time because I couldn't for the next 
three to four months, I couldn't even bring myself to get behind the steering wheel of my own car. Oh, wow, man. Uh, it was, yeah, it was bad. I could, and it if it started raining, I don't care where we were. I stopped and I, if my wife was with me, I stopped and I was like, you're driving wow. for quite a while. It was like that. I'd start white knuckling anytime there was raindrops hitting the windshield. Uh, not, not like that anymore. I could do it just fine now. If I, if I could get back into a semi now, I'd be fine. I, I'm sure. Um, yeah. Uh, what else? After uh, that, you went to HVAC school. Yeah. So after that, I'm, I went to school for, uh, for heating and air conditioning. Uh, I, I'm a commercial HVAC tech. Don't recommend. <laughs> <laughs> good money. It's a, it's a good career if, if you enjoy it. I fucking hated it. I hated every second of it. Couldn't stand it. Is that bad? Why? What was so what was so bad about it? Mainly the call schedule. Okay. I don't like people calling me up in the middle of the night and telling me I have to get up and leave. Yeah, okay, I got you. <laughs> people did that to me for long, you know, long enough. When I, you know, I, that I don't care for it. I, I'm not a on-call guy. I just prefer not to anymore. And it was in the middle of Texas, and yeah. the summers there suck. Oh, yeah, so I'll bet. Yeah. So so bad. Luckily, I didn't have to deal with any any addicts or anything. But being on top of lows and when it's 110 out yeah. sucks. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's 140 up there on top of lows and 100 degree weather. Yeah. 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 Um, but I spent, you know, I, I stuck it out. You know, I was really trying to make that work, and so I, I was like, I just, just got to keep going. I'll get the hang of it. I'll I'll feel better about it in time. Well, I spent about a year and a half doing that, <laughs> and it just wasn't working, and I was just done with it. And I'm, you know, at this point in time, I was I'm in definitely in one of the lower parts of my life. Um, ever since getting out of the military, it's just felt like it's one string of bad luck to another. It's just I couldn't catch a fucking break. It felt like, and I'm sure you know I I know I'm, I know I'm responsible for some of that. God damn. I just needed a fucking break at the time. Right, right. Yeah. Um it was a hard it was a really hard time for me at the time. But here I am. We're still going, so it doesn't matter. But after uh, right after you decided that you didn't want to work for Linux anymore, we moved to Tennessee. Yeah. Which was a drop of the hat, spur of the moment. Well, we, we planned that for like a solid year. We also planned for the <laughs> three years while we lived in Texas that we were never going to move our kids again. That's true. That's <laughs> awesome. And, we, and mind you, we, we say we're, we didn't really plan it for a solid year. Yeah, we did. Well, okay. We, we decided to move in all of a couple weeks. Yeah. And then planned it like assholes. <laughs> <laughs> what made you decide to go to Tennessee? Uh, well, I had a friend here at the time and I opened, I, so I was a doula in a previous life. Um, and my whole plan was to move here and open the doula agency and then finish midwifery school and open a birth center. Okay. Um, and I, what did I, I just sold my business in December. Um, so that was a year after we started the candle company that I finally was like, all right, I can't be on call anymore. I can't, you know, be gone for days at a time anymore. I have to focus on this business and yeah. I missed a lot with my kids, so it wasn't it wasn't that difficult to walk away from, right. and that was cool. But not not only got to be a good feeling. Yeah, 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 Because yeah. sure. we we debated whether we were going to 
before we decided on Tennessee, we debated Michigan again. Um, thank God we didn't do that, but uh, we debated Michigan again. And one of the other, you know, besides her business and the fact that Tennessee was very uh, friendly towards the work she did, uh, it was a good central point for us. So it's eight hours from here to my mom's house. Oh, 12 yeah. hours from here to my family's house. So this is the closest I've ever been to my family without living in the same state since I left at 17 years old. Right. You know, but this is a close enough position where as long as the money's right, and you know, as long as we've got the money to do it and we've got the time to do it, on a, a wild hair, we could be like, hey, let's go to Michigan for the weekend. Yeah, It's an orientator drive. I can do that shit in my sleep. doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, um, so it was a good, it was a good central location. It puts us close enough to them and close enough to her family in Texas that neither trip is really that bad. You know, whereas going from central Texas to Michigan is, you know, a 22 hour drive. Yeah. And those, those drives suck. Yeah. Let's see what, what happened um, after we moved to Tennessee? Well, well, we moved to Tennessee. That was fun. We, we, for the first almost year, we were in Tennessee here. We uh, lived in a camper. We lived in a 26-foot <laughs> camper trailer with four kids and a dog. I was going to say, how many kids did you have at that time? Four. Four. All four of them. It was fire. terrible. Do not recommend. Yeah, it was a horrible, horrible experience. Horrible, I love it. Experience. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, then we stayed in that camper for about a it year. Uh, so, tell, me, the, tell me you started the candle company out of a camper. We, we did not. Oh, <laughs> all right. I was uh, going to say, all the work I see you guys doing online, like I can see you guys, you know, candles on top of the camper, candles every, you know, kids sleeping on top of candles. Like, <laughs> there's no way in hell we would have been able to start this shit in, the damn, no. in that camper. We barely um, have space to do it in our house. Right. <laughs> but I, I mean, it. so yeah, so I, I spent, you know, some time just doing odds and ends things just to keep money going you know, nothing you know i mean drove pizzas and uh worked odds and ends jobs for for guys here and there that needed extra help on on job sites or something that needed just an extra you know gopher or, or hand whatever just for the extra cash just to keep things flowing as much as possible and trying to contribute the best i could at the time um we ended up getting into this house uh because of a good friend of ours um and you know, then actually good part of it was we met our neighbors. We, well, they are no longer our neighbors. They're some of our best friends, owners of GF, GFK Farms here in Tennessee, another veteran-owned company. Great people. Uh, yeah, love them to death. But they were our neighbors. We meet them. We're talking to them. At the time, I'm in school for uh, to, to go to be an EMT. Because uh, that's something I contemplated pretty much most of my life. There's been times where I, I thought about being an EMT or, or some type of a first responder of some kind. And well, sitting there talking to my neighbor and asking him what he does for a living, and he says, "Well, I work. At, I work at a you know, I work at a, a hemp shop. We grow hemp and sell hemp products and CBD products. Right here, you know, I was out here in Woodlawn, Tennessee. Like that's fucking sweet because." So, so we meet yeah. my neighbor and he works at uh, this hemp shop and I'm talking to my wife later on that night. I was like, man, was like that sounds like a fucking dream. I was like, that'd be fucking awesome to do. I was like, I would love to work in cannabis sales. I was like, that'd be great. She's like, well, why don't you ask if they're hiring? I was like, 
I was like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. <laughs> I was like, they're not going to need to hire me right now. I was like, plus I'm in school. What the fuck do I look like? Well, I mean, what am I going to do? She's like, can't fucking hurt. I'm the encourager. Yeah. <laughs> or enabler, whichever one you want to look at. There's <laughs> no difference. No difference. Not really. But uh, so, you know, I asked him and he's like, well, yeah, fuck, actually we are. You know, come on down and come check it out. Let's see what you want to do. So I actually ended up starting working there for, yeah, how, how long were uh, at least the season i worked there for the yeah, season until remember. the end of the season i don't know uh, big issues i'm not going to get into that whole ordeal with that but big issues that happened and falling outs happened with that um not with our friends no not with our friends <laughs> we still love them but uh <laughs> so we all moved on from that particular spot um and then it turns out my friends get a big contract with a, a big farmer here in tennessee where he wants them to do 10 plus acres of of hemp on an organic on or, organic farm and he also wants them to help design what what was going to be the largest indoor uh hemp grow in Tennessee um, and so they brought me on with that so I spent I spent what what year was that that was that was 2019 it was the same year we opened our company Oh yeah, because I spent all year working the yeah. Okay, so that yeah, that was last or 2019. But I spent that whole year working um, working the hemp fields all the way through summer and all that stuff, and it was a blast. Um, come to the end of the season, things just didn't work out for for it to keep going, so I moved on with my life. And but then that put me back in the same spot of what the hell am I doing? What the hell do I do now? And after after getting let go of that job, I, I I was telling telling my wife I was like I'm so fucking sick of working for other people. I'm so tired of making everybody else fucking money and me making a dime. I'm so sick of it. I was like I was like I'm done. I was like I don't want to work for anybody ever again. I'm over it. What what year was this? 2019. 2019 beginning of 2019. Uh, well, this was the end of 2019. It was late midway. Okay. Whatever, anyway. September-ish. Six of one. Close enough. <laughs> Whatever. Somewhere there. But uh, I, I just told her, I was like, I'm fucking done. I was so sick of it. You know, and again, it's, there's that roller coaster that is my brain at times where I was just trying not trying to keep myself out of that damn hole in my head, mm-hmm. in my brain. You know, I didn't want to fall back into the, into the mindset that I'd been in. I was trying to improve my own mindset. I was just trying to feel better. Had you ever considered uh, working for, had you ever considered that before? It's like that thought had crossed your mind of not working for someone else in the past, or is this the first time you thought about it? It always, it, I mean, it crossed my mind. I just didn't think you, I didn't think I was the guy that was capable of doing it. Okay. Um, that Why not? Yeah. Why do you think, what do you, what, what held you back? Do you think? Self-esteem issues, man. Okay. Uh, like I said, my, my brain, my brain plays tricks on me at times. Sure. I'm in a hell of a lot better place now than I than I have been in years. Yeah, um, no, it seems like it for sure. Yeah, uh, but it's but I went through some rough shit for a while. Yeah. Where I just didn't know what my life meant from day to day, and it you know, and at times it didn't even fucking matter. Yeah. Um, well, I'd like to point out that I think we've all gone through um, indecision. Um, transitioning from the military to civilian life's tough for a lot of people. 
Um, but I'd like to point out that you went from military, you know, where you were, you may have been frustrated. You may have had anxiety, um, you know, associated with PTSD, whatever that is. Seems to me though, you just kept banging your head against the wall, trying to support your family, trying to, you know, make a difference, um, working together with your life partner, your wife, um, and raising a family. And even though it seems like you maybe um, got short in the stick a couple times, you just like a soldier continued to fight on until, you know, until you came to that realization, like, you know what, I got to make this additional change. Like, this is what the problem is. And I don't want to work for anybody. And I'm going to make a change. You made a decision. You, you know, you've, you struggle with some anxiety and some PTSD things, but that didn't hold you back. You damn near tried every job on the planet. It seems like until you, dude, I've been I've been through some jobs, man, and yeah. some only lasted a week, some of them lasted <laughs> a little over a year. But damn, but 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 you never quit. You never quit. Hey, you were I never can't. out of the fight, got, right? So. Man, I got I got I got four kids. Yeah, I I can't. There, that's never an option. You got to sounds to me. I mean, sounds to me like your wife is is your best friend. And oh, my, my wife's my wife's the shit, man. People don't understand. Yeah. People don't understand. It is once I get to know somebody, I'm I'm pretty open. I'm pretty yakky. I'll talk your ear off. I'm I'm here to here to go. My wife, you'll try to talk to her or try to figure her out, and you won't know if she fucking hates you to death and just gonna stab <laughs> you in the middle of the night uh, or what. I mean, That's probably why I, I don't mention you. I tell you, man, my wife's a fucking gangster, and people don't understand. People scary. don't understand. You are a little scary. It's okay. <laughs> um, but my wife's my wife's the shit. I mean, my wife is is my rock. She is my cornerstone. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. The, this 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 family runs because of her. Did you tell them that the company started as a joke? Did you get? To yeah, that? I haven't gotten to that point. Oh, oh yeah, let's get to that. I didn't. Yeah, let's go. But uh, so yeah, so you know, sitting there, like, I have no idea what the hell to do. Uh, you know, broke as hell. So it's like, what the hell can I do to ba- basically uh, that I can start with like no damn money because my credit was shit. You know, and nobody was gonna give me a loan to start anything. Right. right. Nor did I really want to because I was already too far into debt and I didn't, you know, I didn't want to add more to it. Um, and just sitting around, just trying to figure something out. My wife starts, I don't even know how she came up with this idea. I think I was drunk. I think she might have been drunk. <laughs> but she, she looks at me and she says, All great ideas are, are come from a, a drunken, stupid night. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but she looks at me and says, She's like, why don't you make candles? <laughs> I was like, the fuck do I look like to make some goddamn candles? <laughs> you know? Um, Cause I, I've never been a big candle guy as far as like, I've never gone out of my way to buy candles. Oh. Um, I, I, I really enjoy my candles. I, 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 I am now a candle snob <laughs> when it comes to, well, when it comes to quality. Have you, have you, how, how what, what do you call you? Like, like you go from like candle maker to like, are you like a wick master? Like, is there a, is there a special title? Are you the wick master? Chandler. Oh, that's the actual word, right? Yeah. 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 I knew there was like a, a specific word for it, but I prefer wick master. <laughs> Dude, make me a wick master. I swear to God, I'll wear it. I've referred to him as the fragrance mixologist before. Oh, 
Wow. <laughs> but so she threw this idea at me a couple times. And I, you know, I kept blowing it off like, you sound crazy. You sound like you're out of your damn mind. And finally she said it to me again one day and I was just like, screw it. Let's see if we can make fucking candles. Let's try. Who gives a shit? Or the worst case scenario, we make shit. At, we, we, we find out we make terrible candles and, you know, we're just still sitting here where we are. So it doesn't matter. <laughs> so, I mean, we bought, we bought enough. We figured out what. I had no what idea this story was going to be so good. Honestly, I'm, I'm just in awe. Like, all but, right, so you're making, you're, you're fixing air conditioners. And all of a sudden, you said, "What's the worst thing that can happen? Our candles suck. Let's do it." <laughs> I, I, I've never. I mean, you couldn't write this. You couldn't make a movie out of this. <laughs> but uh, so so yeah. I mean, we first we figured out exactly what materials we wanted to work with, cool. why we wanted to work with them. Yeah. Um, and we purchased a little small amount at one point, and we tried to make some candles turns out we made pretty fucking good candles <laughs> That's cool. you know send them, i sent them to my friends i sent some to my to my family like hey smell these check these out and it came back with a, a an all around like these are really fucking good where the hell where did these come from like where can we get these we're like well probably from us pretty soon <laughs> and every i mean and i threw this at some of my buddies i i, I love i love I love my buddies from the military because they were the only guys, they were the only people that when we were still tossing around this idea, you know, and I came up with the name because I, I will absolutely take 100% credit for coming up with Cranky Veteran Candle Company. Okay, all right. It's a great <laughs> um, name. Yeah, I, I mean, it just kind of came out of my mouth one day and we were just like, that's it, let's do it. I like it. And I pitched it to a couple of my buddies and they all were like, that sounds fucking awesome. Love this idea. Fucking go kick ass, dude. That's all. They just hyped me up, man. And I appreciate so, them because everybody else in my family, I told them, hey, we're going to make fucking candles. <laughs> They're like, the fuck are y'all doing now? <laughs> so, because like I, I said, we're, we're, we've been pretty spontaneous with our lives about everything about our lives. So, our, our, my family's gotten fucking whiplash from all of our right, life decisions. Right. <laughs> you know, so. They hear we're going to make candles, and I've talked to my mom since about it, and she's like, yeah, no, I thought you were out of your fucking mind. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love she's it. like, obviously, she's like, obviously, I don't now. You make great candles. My mom's one of our best, you know, best buyers. Best customers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, man, my, my mom loves our fucking stuff, so she buys so, them all the damn time. So I'm a, I'm a fragrance guy at the house. Like, I love candles, right? So I'm into it a little bit, but I've noticed um, on your social media that there's been some people so when you say you're a candle snob if you're not in the candle world you're not going to know what we're talking about here but did you always use the right the the echo friendly wicks because i i see people getting into it with you on social media over these wicks let's and hear about this yeah there's like so some candles when you burn them right and i'm gonna let you guys explain all this but like when you buy a candle like a glade i shouldn't say the name but like a glade candle at Target, they generally, when you burn them, they put off, they emit some smoke from the wick. Yeah, That's kind of toxic, right? Your candles have the right wick, the non-toxic wick. Uh, so talk about that. Cause I know I, I, I laugh. I've seen people literally having like, like their heads explode on yeah, social like, media for over wicks. Like, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna let my wife jump in on this one. All right, let's go. Uh, Give us the science. So actually, the problem with most wicks and like the black suit that comes off of them is because of uh, the jar being overwicked. So they use a wick that's bigger than necessary. Sorry, our, our kid is in here. So if you hear anything, just ignore. It's all right. Um, but when you have a jar that's wicked with a wick that's too large, it pulls up more of that fragrance oil at a time. And that's what causes the black suit. Um, it's even like with our, with the wax that we use, we use hundred percent soy wax. So we don't overwick, but we've tested some jars that are overwicked and the black suit isn't as big of an issue. There's a little bit, but because we don't use paraffin, it's not as it's not toxic. Mm. So, so a, paraf a paraffin wax is toxic, or is it the wick that makes it? Like, I mean, there's kind of like multiple levels to toxins in the fragrance industry. Okay. So with candles, most that you Glade and you know all those other companies that you can find at big box stores, most of those are paraffin based or at least paraffin blends. Okay. Um, and paraffin is a bleached petroleum byproduct. So you're burning so, that. Right. And it's emitting into your house and can cause some yeah. issues. And, yeah. yeah, there are several studies out there that talks, um, you know, that address the the toxins that are specific to paraffin-based candles, but it causes a slew of health issues from respiratory disease and, um, you know, some types of cancer and fertility issues. It's crazy. And the same thing goes for fragrance oils. Wicks usually aren't a huge problem because we aren't using metal and wicks anymore they aren't um you know lead cord wicks anymore oh yeah so. yeah the old school smelly good candles had those they were like a like a piece of tape almost but it had metal in it yeah so you, so you were burning like real thin aluminum or something whatever was in there and it's burning yeah. in your house yeah yeah and a lot of those you, are made with lead i will tell you uh I, like i said our family is very fragrance fragrance friendly uh we burn a lot of candles um, I don't want to tell you the brand that we usually buy because you might hate them. But since we've bought yours, though, my favorite thing about yours is is it lasts forever. How do you guys do that? Or did, did you don't have to give away a trade secret, but your Again, candle doesn't. It goes on forever and ever and ever. Like, yeah. So it burns for weeks. Soy is slower melting, so it takes longer to burn. Yes. But the key to a long-lasting candle is that it's properly wicked. That's it. Hmm. Therefore, hashtag Wickmaster. I have now coined that. I have now, I own it. I'm going to copyright it. Every, every time I message you, I'm going to put hashtag Wickmaster. <laughs> no, I'm not even exaggerating. The, um, we, we do a lot of, uh, oh, now I'm not, uh, Bath and, the Bath and Body Works. Yeah. That's the bad place. Yeah. Is it bad? Yeah. Are they really? They yeah. have one that's called. You should do one. It's it's like banana cream pie. Like I would eat it if you gave me a fork. I would I would almost eat it. That's how good it smells. We so, did a banana bread candle for winter last year. Yeah, banana I didn't that bread. See that one. It was the we're Scrooge. Oh, was it? Oh, I gave that one away. Rude. We well, we gave your we gave your candles out as gifts this year. We we bought oh. them. Yeah, all the we gave them out to people for gifts. Um, 
but I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to see if we have. The, I want to go in the cabinet right now and look and see if we still have one of those. Have you gotten on your soapbox about the scenting industry yet? No. Go ahead. Yeah, let's hear about it. I hate Let them. It fly. Oh. I hate them. They're terrible. Um, so historically, like the fragrance industry has been shady at best, but dangerous is probably the word that best describes them. Um, so legally, the fragrance industry, you know, people who create these chemical compounds and turn them into fragrance oils, they're not legally obligated to disclose any of the ingredients in them. At all. Uh, so now when you say, if you don't mind me asking, when you say fragrance industry, is that a fragrance that could be used in, in any product? I mean, like a perfume or a cologne? or so from, your, from your, from some of these fragrances go into foods. Some of these fragrances are, they're, they're in your soaps, in your body washes. Okay, so it's just yeah. everything. In the, per, in the perfumes, yes. Yeah. I mean, the okay. fragrance is, the industry is the fragrance industry. Like, yeah. So there's, as far as any scenting product, especially, it's the same industry. Yeah. Okay. So, like, there are some fragrance oils that we use that are not intended for use on the skin, um, you know, for, like, lip balms and stuff. But the majority of the oils that we use are, are body safe. Um and then, you know, oils that we had looked into previously, they were recommended for these body safe products, but then they had terrible ingredients in them that would cause like reproductive um genetic um abnormalities. No um and like they're so with our fragrances, we have SDS sheets, like safety data sheets. Right, right. Yeah, they, yeah. They, these guys know what an SDS is. They know what an MSDS is. Okay, well, yeah. I'm not a veteran. <laughs> I don't speak your language. <laughs> um, but anyway, so we, it took me a minute to really like dive down this rabbit hole of the fragrance industry because I assume that if people were putting these in body washes, it would be safe to breathe, right? Like that would make sense. Right. Um, oh, no, but you're no. about to freak me out. You're really about yeah. to freak me out. You're about, you're about yeah. to throw away half your candles in your house. Um, so the majority of fragrance oil suppliers, um, they don't have their SDS sheets uploaded to their website. So, like, you can't access them when you're ordering stuff. You have to email and ask them for them. But nor are they required to give them to you. The only people they are required to, to give them to are people who work for the company itself. Oh. Um, because it's an OSHA like regulation or something. Um, but yeah, so like I started combing through some of the fragrance oils that I, that we were considering and I started requesting SDS sheets and I'm still mad about the apple butter fragrance oil that we were going to order, but it was the first one I asked about and she sent me the SDS sheet and it was like, may cause cancer, can cause genetic mutations, blah, 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 blah. Just this laundry list of terrible shit. And so I think I cried like four times that day. <laughs> um, but I told Ryan that we could never use those products and we haven't. Like we've completely ditched all of it. All of our stuff is all of our stuff is clean at this point. We can't give away any of the details of it because the company that we order our fragrance oils from, they haven't finished their guide for like marketing that you use their oils or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um but yeah, they're all clean. Well, don't, yeah, don't give away any trade secrets. I just yeah. yeah. Um but the only thing that our fragrance fragrance oils can cause is skin irritation if you're dealing with the concentrated amounts. Right. I have dumped fragrance oil all over my hand from the supplier, and I have super sensitive skin, but I've never had a reaction. Nor have I. Well, and your, consumer, your consumer shouldn't be taking the candle. I mean, I guess maybe they are taking the candle oil and dumping it on some skin. But, 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 we, but we, also, but we also use uh, – we also make 
room sprays yeah and things oh. of that nature so obviously you don't want to go spraying your bed down with it and then go yeah. laying it or spraying it in the air and then walking through a cloud well, unless, unless it's the right product right Maybe which the is right products use, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but if it weren't you wouldn't want to do that yeah, yeah. so like our yeah. our room sprays we do not recommend that they're used for body sprays of any kind but if you were to accidentally walk through a cloud of it you would be totally fine right so I really sent you on a tangent there. I apologize. Actually, I kind of did because I asked her if she'd gotten on, gotten on her soapbox. Yet. I hate it. It really makes me mad. So, yeah, like, you know, if any customers are, like, asking about ingredients in the fragrance oils that we use, we'll send them the SDS sheet. Yep. That's awesome. I mean, that's, that's really impressive. I mean, for such – I mean, you guys are relatively new at this. How did you even – I mean, I, a lot of things you're talking about are things that – I don't think a lot of people would even think to ask. And I think that's really impressive. Like, how did you even go down this road of, of natural ingredients? Like, how did that all start? It's, it's incredible. So we knew that, like, we wanted to start with soy wax because we knew the dangers of paraffin and Ryan's got some lung sensitivity from burn okay. pits. So not good time. Um, I mean, like, even the paraffin stuff, not to cut you off, I'm sorry, but, like, I don't even think a lot of people would even consider that. You know, a lot of people just think it's a candle yeah. and, you know, they wouldn't yep. even think twice about it. And everything you're telling exactly. me about the lead and the candles, I would have never, I mean, I would have never suspected any of that. That's, that's really incredible. Yeah. So the, the wax thing was mostly because I had purchased candles a few times from big box stores and they would always make him have an asthma attack. Okay. So I kind of like started diving into the different types of waxes before we were candle makers. And then eventually it was like, I'm just not going to buy candles because I, I don't you. know what's okay. there. Um, but as far as the fragrance oils, I, we've always been very, we've veered on the holistic living side okay. and like trying to make sure that our kids aren't exposed to a ton of toxins. And our youngest has struggled with asthma like symptoms since he was four months old. Yeah. Um, so we wanted to make sure that if we were working with concentrated amounts in our house, that it would be safe for him to be around because yep. obviously we can't risk our kids to start a business. Right. Um, well, you and got then, four of them. I mean, if you're only <laughs> risking one, I mean, the odds right. are. <laughs> yeah. What's one? Tells them out. But we, you know, we wanted to make sure it was safe for him. And so I started researching um, like parabens and stuff like that that are included in fragrance oils. And I found paraben-free fragrance oils. I thought we were golden. And we made a few candles before we launched, um, you know, with the the regular fragrance oils that we were finding. And then I don't even remember how I actually stumbled on. I think I pulled up an SDS sheet from one of our suppliers and was just like, Oh, I wonder what this says because I haven't actually looked at that before and here it's new. And so I opened it and then I was mortified. I, I seriously cried probably four times. And then I finally got up the courage to walk out there and be like, Ryan, this stuff is terrible, and I don't know if what we're doing is right. And then I combed through all the fragrances that we used and realized that they were safe because we had a solid supplier. But yeah, it was. I mean, we, we had we had to we had to toss out some oils that we were we did. planning, like the apple butter. That I'm still salty about. <laughs> wow, still that, really I was going to say. So as we develop a relationship, we should never mention apple butter. Is that? <laughs> I mean, I'm just a little salty about it. We have Grandma's House. You know, it's one of our fragrances that is like apple pie. Um, but not everybody likes apple pie. I don't, I'm not particularly fond of apple pie fragrances and candles. Um, but I really like the way apple butter smells. So I ordered a sample and it was spot on. And I was really looking forward to rolling that candle out. And I think it was like a week before we were supposed to drop that candle that I discovered that it was terrible. Oh, had you made some? Hmm. 
Uh, we had made one sample candle. Oh, okay. And it so, was delightful. So you weren't dumping out uh, a bunch of inventory because you couldn't do it or something. You just no. couldn't move and, forward with the marketing. Yeah. Thankfully, we have only had to dump out a few pounds yeah. of fragrance oil. Still hurt, but, you know, worth so, it. So what have you guys found? I mean, you guys are like blowing up. I mean, we've become kind of friends via social media. Um, I talk about Lindsay all the time. <laughs> uh, wow. All right. Well, to your point, Ryan, uh, I also have a rock star wife um, that handles, you know, pretty, you know, I always joke that I'm like four bad decisions away from being a hell's angel. Like and she, <laughs> remind, she reminds me not to, you know, not to make those four bad decisions every single day. So no, my <laughs> wife is a, is also a rock star and the rock of our home um, and our business. I mean, you know, dude, our business was my idea, but you know, I brought her into it because, you know, as you can see, I mean, she does all of our social media. I'm not allowed near any of that. You know, she Me says, either, brother. Yeah, she <laughs> says, make a video and say these, say these four things and make a video and give it to me in the next 10 minutes. That's about as close as I get to the social media other than, you know, my personal comments. But so, so what's next? You guys have the room sprays, you have the candles. I know you guys, I mean, talk to me about what's next from a marketing standpoint. And then I kind of want to talk about, we can finish up with, um, the things that I love most, the stuff you're doing to help veterans. So, but talk to us about what's next. I mean, you guys are booming. I mean, it's, uh, I mean, if you follow, go follow these guys right now, uh, on Instagram and you'll see how busy these guys are. I mean, we've been trying to get them on the show for, for months and, uh, they're just, you know, with their life, uh, their children, um, each other, and then their business, they're just, I mean, they're booming. So, yeah, so we just launched our subscription box. Um, we're kind of doing like a pilot testing phase with that. Um, and it's kind of, I mean, how did we word that? So everybody was asking for a fragrance of the month club. Yeah. Um, but we wanted to support veteran-owned businesses while we were doing that. So we decided to do the secret squirrel box. Um, and, you know, there's two different options. You can do Wickless, you can do Wicked products, whatever. But you get one of our favorite veteran owned businesses, you know, a sample of their product. Um, and that's always a surprise. So we're we're, looking forward to it. Just trying to put out other quality companies that the companies we were putting in the boxes are companies that we also enjoy. Yeah. Um, but you know, we just rolled that out. Our first box is going out to the end of the week. Um, and otherwise, I mean, we're kind of just working on building that up right now and focusing on making that, uh, you know, the transition from our old branding to the new branding. We're trying to get that into a place where it's fairly seamless and we don't have any lingering products that have old labels on them. Yep. I, didn't, um, I didn't dislike your old label, but I love your, your new candle label. We do, too. It's, we it's really sharp. Love it too. Yeah. We do, yeah. too. It just kind of it kind of cleans it up. It just it adds that it adds that. Like, if if they, if you look at our candle in the store, you didn't know that we made them at home. You wouldn't look at that candle and and think they made them at home. That is just, you wouldn't look at it and say, "Oh, hobbyists." Yeah. Like you look at that candle and say, "That's a professional candle." And and again, I'll say it: your original label was not a, I'll call it an Etsy mom look either. It was, it looked professional. I've bought yeah, your products. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I love the new one though. I mean, and you know what I think it also says 
you guys aren't settling. You're, I mean, you're constantly trying to think of new things. You're, you know, you're constantly trying to adjust in the marketplace. Um, speaking of stores, didn't you guys just get into a like a local Tennessee retail spot? Yeah. Another one, yeah. So we have two here, and we have one in Georgia. Um, yep. So like we do, um, we stock the mill. It's just a small. Um, shop out here not like not far from our house it's a couple minutes away if anybody's if if i mean if you're ever in in clarksville check out the mill on on old dover road it's or on dover road it's a really cool little shop yeah um but you know the owner of that shop was the first one who took a chance on us and put us in her shop and she's um, she was, she's also a, a military spouse yeah so she un- she understood she, go figure we got on really well right off the bat and Man, she's she's yeah. been phenomenal for us. Um, but so yeah, she was the first one who really took a chance on us, and that's kind of when our business started picking up. Uh, you know, especially here locally. Um, and then we have a store in Georgia called the what is it, Combat Market? Um, that's also veteran owned. So all the shops that we are in are veteran owned or military spouse owned. Yep. Um, and then the most recent wholesale account that we. Acquired is, uh, is nailed it. Nailed it DIY studio here in Clarksville, Tennessee. That's, that's recent, right? Very that's cool. the one I just yep. saw. Yeah, that's that's the most recent. They are getting their first uh, inventory stock towards the end of this week as well. Yep. So that's probably so, another set of challenges going into retail. I imagine that's that's been a challenge. I mean, I I kind of, both sides of the coin there are challenging. So for us, our regular retail, you know, run off our website because we're primarily e-commerce right uh, that brings its own challenges you know customers are interesting and while most of them have been really understanding and great um you know especially back in december when my mom died there were a couple oh, that sorry. were not kind sorry to hear that thank you um i mean sometimes people are just shitty it is right. what it is um what were they shitty about because they, they you know it'd be I ordered a, I ordered my candles yesterday. We why have why haven't I gotten a shipping notification? Because we have because one it's Christmas. Two there's uh, right. there's delays from COVID. Three my wife's mom just died, so we're kind of not I re- there. I the remember put, that. Yeah, we put all Jeez. that information out. We we try to stay very transparent with our customers. We try to be very open with our customers to so let them know when there's bumps in the road. We let them know. Like yeah, hey, that, that expect- was when we were that was when we were partnering together to do that. Yeah. Um, that uh the the shared marketing thing at christmas yeah. support veteran um, companies yeah so like my mom died and then we left a couple days later to head down uh you know to where my mom was from and i think we were almost there when a, a customer sent an email oh no she left she i've been talking to her via email a few like a few messages back and forth on the drive you know just explaining the situation letting her know there was a delay and she was not happy about it and so I offered her a refund and she took it and then she left a terrible review and was like, so actually these people refunded me for one of the products that I ordered. She only ordered one product. Um, and it was, it was just weird. And I didn't like, my mom just died. So I didn't really know how to address that and not be awful to her, you know, because like, uh, that's, why I'm not, that's why I'm not allowed near any of our customer service. Boy, I'm telling you, I, I answer some of them. I answer some of them, but I only answer the ones that are easy that I can be nice to you about. Now, I'll be honest. I'm actually very good at a customer service, and I'm going to give you some advice. 
I, I sold insurance to businesses for years and, you know, 50% of the people are never happy about your insurance, right? right? Yeah. The truth. And as long as you maintain your integrity and you maintain, you know, I'll never say to you, the customer's always right. Cause they're not always right. No, no they're not. People just want to know. They this, ain't always wrong either. They're not always wrong, but, uh, you know, if, if our listeners want some advice on that, on this particular subject, I say it all the time. People just want to know that they're being taken care of. And yeah. when, when somebody sends that email, the first response I want to give, we can't talk about on the air. I want to go, are you, have you lost your damn mind? Blah, 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 right? No. Nope. Yeah. You maintain your integrity. You maintain your brand. You maintain your stance. And frankly, if the lady or the man or the child doesn't, uh, isn't happy with that, I promise you, we can't please everybody in the world. And you got to just brush nope. it, let it brush off your back and move on to the next one. Do yeah. maintain your, who you are and try to help them out and try to let them know that they can be helped. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching at you now, but I mean, that's what, cause my wife gets upset anytime we have any kind of, she's big on getting our orders out quickly. Right. Yeah. And anytime we just had a, we just had an issue with um, shipping to Canada and um, it, it just, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't our fault. It's actually the country of Canada's fault. Um, and he was not being a jerk, but he was totally, we were communicating every day. Long story short, my wife takes it personal. And I'm like, hey, you got to like, you just, we just have to maintain our brand. And if our brand is good customer service and, and working hard. And I mean, that's what it is. And you just try to yeah. tell, try to assure people that they, you know, yeah. hey, I'm here for you. But yeah. hey, and we do. That's, yeah. what, that's what we try to do with everyone. Yeah. yeah. I guess my whole, my whole senseless rambling is, is when you end up with that person, look at each other you know, and just smile at each other and let that one go. Yeah. I mean, we've only had a couple of those people um, yeah. and we consider ourselves was, very lucky for that. I would say our overall, by and large, the people who have ordered from us and our customer base, they're tremendous. They're all very understanding. Yeah. They've been, when we've had issues and where things are getting a little screwy, we let them know, you know, we, we're straight up. We, are, we will come out in front of an issue when we know it's going to be an issue before it becomes the issue. Yeah. And let let people know, like, hey, this is happening. This is what it could likely cause. You know, bear with us. Roger that. Yeah. We're we're two people doing the best we can for all of you. So, so pivot a little bit and talk to us about your sponsorship of this fishing trip thing that I didn't win. Did you enter? <laughs> oh yeah, I entered. Didn't I have I'm to tag and repost or I'm a veteran. Um, I like to fish. Dixie Rex is awesome. Yeah, yeah that's talk, a lot of good work. Um, so, you know, we started out what, like knowing that we wanted to be able to give back to veterans. And we started with things like, I think we donated to Gary Sinise Foundation and Team Rubicon, you know, both stellar organizations. Um, but then we kind of made a, a detour there and decided that we would rather have a more immediate impact. Um and something that's always been tremendously helpful for Ryan is is being outdoors and in nature. And I don't even know how we found um, Dixie Rect Adventures on Instagram. I have no idea where I connected with them. But I started following his stuff. And um, 
pretty recently he put a PSA out saying that, you know, he was struggling getting funds together to take these guys out. And so we we just randomly decided to do a fundraiser. I messaged him and asked him if I could Venmo him some money. And yep. um, he said, yeah. And so now we are, we've sponsored that trip. I think four guys went out with him. Yep. Um, they they kind just of, posted the pictures. They just posted them. Aren't they them. great? Yeah, it looks awesome. amazing. It's yeah. awesome what he does. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's not a, he's not a nonprofit. He just, he pays out of his pocket to take these guys out there. Yeah. Yeah. I talked to him this past week and he, that's what he said to me. I couldn't believe it. He said, he's just, he uh, has a boat and he tries to do these adventures at cost for, for veterans and get them out in the, you know, guys that are struggling or need help or just want to take a trip. And he tries to get them, you know, fishing. And I think he does a little white, whitewater rafting or yeah. something yeah I think. they do oh, camping awesome. trips and they, um they, off-roading they do sky diving too, don't they? a zip lining, a zip I, think lining. He, I think maybe they did a skydiving trip i want to say i want to say he said something else. um i'm pretty sure that there was a um a bakery that sponsored a skydiving trip for them yeah. i so think you're right about, i think you're right yeah yeah um but yeah, I mean, that was really cool. And now we are planning to do that a few times a year. Um, hopefully more, but, yeah. you know, a few times a year at, at least so that we can I, make sure that he has the funds available to get out there and get those guys out there because it's invaluable. Uh, I think Modus Nation is going to, we're going to do one. We've been talking to him this past week. We, yeah, we love, you know, any, like, you, you know, you made a point about Gary Sinise Foundation is, is amazing. Has done, done great things, right? But I feel like there's some small business charities out there, if you want to call them that, that like are taking money and that every dollar goes into, you know, it's like what we did with, um, I'm sure you saw it, our little auction with Salvage USA. Yeah. Every dollar that we raised, Salvage didn't take any of that money. They took that and, and made an experience for a Gold Star family. You know, and yeah. it, it just... Gary Sinise is getting money from Hollywood and from you know right. big time money, right? Yeah, and, it, don't, and I'm not taking anything away from what you no, know. His no, foundation but, is legit, but but I like what you guys are doing, like the small business angle and, yeah. and helping other veteran-owned companies and charities that are trying to help veterans. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, and it's kind of like you're just touching on, you know, with Gary Sinise, he gets he's getting money from. All over the place. The guy's not going to yeah. for money for his foundation, um, you know. And especially right now, currently, you know, what we could, you know, what we could donate is would be more of just a drop in the bucket. You know, it'd just be it'd be a drop in the bucket. Yeah. Whereas if we go to these smaller organizations, these smaller veteran organizations, and these companies, we can see the direct impact of the money we give right now, and that. I mean, honestly, it's selfish as shit, but it makes me feel good to be able to see exactly what our money just did and to see what yeah. we really contributed to and the fact that it made a difference somewhere. Yeah. Um, and you know, cool. like, adding on to that, the goal here with the redirecting of our donations is that eventually, probably, uh, what is it, the next major holiday, I want to be able to post on our social media and be like, hey, you know, we want to buy your Christmas dinner for your family. Because that would have been life-changing for us at some point. Yeah. So yeah, we want to do those small impact things that really make a huge difference for but people. That, yeah, we call it small impact, but you're saving, you know what? You're saving somebody's life. It's, it's huge. It's huge impact. 
And, you know, yeah, no, I, I'm with you 100%. And I know Brian, Brian and I yeah. talk about charities and veteran companies. And I mean, you know, when Brian asked me to come do this with him, I mean, the goal for Brian has always been to help people, not necessarily veterans even, but just people that are listeners to, to that want to make a change in their life to how do we help them and give them examples of how to make a change in their life. You guys are like the epitome of that, right? Like it's, it's an amazing story. If you had one piece of advice for a listener that wants to start whatever kind of company wants to start or go to school, whatever it is, the goal of our business or of this podcast has always been to help people that maybe are on the fence to make a change in their life, to start a business, to get off drugs, whatever it is, right? to get off the fence and make a decision. My question was, is, is to you, Ryan, is do you have like a, one piece of good advice? Like if for somebody out there that's maybe sitting on the fence, uh, you know, wanting to make a change, what would that piece of advice be? I mean, I don't know everybody's situation. I know, I know what mine was like. Um, if you're in a situation where you, you either have nothing, nothing else left, which is more or less where I was at, or you, or you have something, or you have nothing else left to lose. And you want to make make that change. It, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if other people think you're fucking nuts. It doesn't matter if other people think your idea is good. What matters is if, you have passion for what what for the idea that you have. If you have the passion and the drive and the will to make it happen, you can do that. If you have the ability to take that risk, if, or if you're just again out of, out of fucking options, sometimes it's worth it to just say fuck it and throw fucking shit into the wind and see where it sticks. Yeah, that makes sense. It's scary as shit. It's terrifying. Right, right. But, yeah. No, I think that's awesome. And I I think that's probably a good place to end it. But I think one of the things I really want to give give you credit for, Ryan, and I mean, Deborah too, but one of the things that really struck me is, you know, I think you could have very easily just kind of taken one of those jobs and said, well, I'm just stuck here. This is my life. And, you know, you could have driven trucks the rest of your life. But, I think for a lot of people in your situation, I think you have to realize that instead of thinking that's maybe a, a negative, look at that as a positive because you kept pushing forward. You kept trying for something better. You kept trying for that, that new thing. And, you know, had you not gone through what you gone, gone through what you had, you probably wouldn't be where you guys are now. And that, that's really incredible. And I, I think a lot of times people don't realize that there's a lot of value in the struggle, you know, and I think you're, you, you two are the epitome of that, of just, pushing forward, always looking for that next thing, always, what can we do better? What can we do different? Um, so it, you guys have an incredible story and I'm, I'm really glad you guys came on the show. My brother, my brother, and I appreciate that, but you just made me think of my brother. And <laughs> so I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him a little shine. Please. I'm going to try to get his ass to listen to this later. So he'll, he'll get a kick out of the fact that I say this. Um, my family, I love my family very much. And so, Mom, if you ever actually listen to this, don't be mad at what I'm about to say. But, you know, like, it's, like I said earlier, we've gone through some shit and we had some really low points. 
where it was really hard to barely scrape the bottom of the barrel for the money that we needed to keep things going. I mean, I've had, I've had, I've had my cars, I've had two cars repoed in inside of a year, not recently, but right. you know. in, in these past few years that that has happened to where we we're barely keeping bills going. Um, my family's, my family's loving, but they get very concerned and sometimes they, they get a little chatty about right. what they're what more you know what what are they gonna do this and that da, da, da. and my brother alone to death was telling tell me about that one night and he says i just looked at everybody and said why are y'all so fucking worried about ryan he's like at least he's like no matter what ryan where ryan ends up ryan keeps going forward yeah he's like it doesn't matter if he loses his job fucking today He'll be trying to figure out how to make some fucking money tomorrow. Yep. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, Ryan will be fine. Right Ryan doesn't that. stand still. Ryan doesn't get stagnant. At least he tries not to. And like, they keep pushing. That's very cool. Yeah. yeah. So. Awesome. I appreciate well, my brother. For that. No, of course. And you guys, uh, you're incredible. I appreciate both of you guys coming on. Um, I want to be respectful of, of your time. I know we're going a little bit over, but, um, before we go real quick, just if you guys don't mind, give us um, a quick shout out where everybody can find you. And then obviously you guys have an open invitation. You're welcome back anytime. Um, if you guys have new products you want to talk about or something new with the company, you, the door is always open for you guys. But uh, please okay. let everyone else know um, where they can find you and then we'll, we'll sign off for the night. Go ahead. You go ahead. You're the social media. <laughs> All right. So our, you can find us on social media. Um, Cranky Veteran Candle Company or just Cranky Veteran Candles if you're typing it into the search bar. Yeah, that thing. Um, <laughs> and then we have our website, which is open full time, and that is crankyveteran.com. Very cool. Awesome. Well, it has been an incredible pleasure. I learned a ton about candles, and I, I, I think that's. And kolaches. Awesome. Yeah, and kolaches, exactly. I'll say it. I'll say it. He's going to go through his house and throw away half of his candles tonight. Yeah. Oh, my, my candle ca cabinet is being emptied tonight. <laughs> Jose, we, we, just, we just made him throw away a bunch of money. <laughs> but it's okay. No, it's it's right. I, don't worry. Friends. I know a guy. Yeah. More we reason all know buy, a guy. More reason to buy from you guys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For uh, Cranky Veteran Candles, for uh, Ben, uh, this is Brian signing off for the uh, Nothing Owed podcast for the night. And we uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. And we will uh, talk to everybody soon. Hope you guys have a good week. Bye, everybody.